Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. part that says I tried to make it couldn't take it I just had to face it that there is no other way except for the Lord Jesus would you help me to appreciate the music ministry of Tabernacle of Praise Church what a blessing what a blessing. What a blessing. And excuse me if I wanted to be perfect. It's just the world that I live in every day. And so it has somehow got on me to just to try to make sure that everything is on point. I live with a person that believes deeply believes in the spirit of excellence and so that's what we strive to do here at Tabernacle of Praise Church. Would you help me once again to give the music ministry a great hand in leading us into this worship experience. And I want to try to piggyback on them just a little bit this morning while you're standing if you would turn with me in your Bibles to the book of St. Matthew, uh, the sixth chapter, under normal circumstances, I don't have us reading as much as I'm going to have us read this morning, but indulge me. I just believe that if we read a little bit more, I won't have to preach as long. That'll be good for both of us, or all of us. The book of St. John, chapter 6. I'm sorry, I didn't mean Matthew. I meant the book of St. John. I apologize. I just had Matthew open in my Bible at the moment and just inadvertently said Matthew. But St. John, chapter 6, beginning at verse 51, and I'll conclude at verse 69. As a matter of fact, to help get through it quickly, just let me read 51 through 59, and then I'll have you come in at 60. When you have it, say amen. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus said unto them, very verily I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. 
Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood shall, <coughs> excuse me, my blood have eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, I live by the Father. So he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Join with me now if you will. Many therefore of his disciples when they heard this. This is an hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, Does this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? Is it the Spirit that quickeneth? The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and should betray him. He said that no man can come unto me except it were given to him by the Father from whom went back and walked no more with him. Then Jesus said unto the twelve, Will ye go also away? Then Simon Peter answered and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. And the word of the Lord is blessed. I just want to revisit the 68th verse or 67 and 68th verse where Jesus asked his disciples after some had turned away, will you also go away? And Simon Peter answered and said profoundly, Where shall we go? You're the only one who holds the keys to eternal life. And so I would like for you to turn to somebody and just say to them, God has saved me. And I can't go back. God has saved me. Because I've eaten of his flesh and have drank from his blood, there is something down on the inside of me that won't let me go back. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, we honor you today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word that has come. 
God, we pray even now, Lord, that you would cause this flesh to decrease, that the spirit of Christ would increase. God, that you would speak your word in such a profound and a prolific way that the people of the Lord, God, would hear, be endeared to you even the more, to draw closer, oh God, to learn, oh God, how to strive to be strong even in the face of adversity. Hallelujah. For we realize and know that those of us that live godly, we shall suffer persecution. But you said in your word that if we suffer with you, that we would also reign with you. And so we pray for inner strength right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we, play, we pray for deutimus. We pay, pray for power on the inside. In the name of Jesus, God, that would enable us to stand strong in this evil day, in a day of compromise. Hallelujah. Enable us, oh God. Hallelujah. To raise our hand and say, for God I live and for God I'll die. Hallelujah. Nothing shall separate me from the love of Jesus Christ. Now, God, have your way in us and through us. Bless us and we'll bless you back. We'll let the world know what a great God you are. We'll proclaim holiness and righteousness is the way to eternal life. In Jesus' name we pray. We say thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. Somebody that loves the Lord, you can put your Bible down and give the Lord a hand of praise on the way to your seat. Hallelujah. I don't know whether or not the Lord is speaking to everybody all at once. You know, those of us that live godly, we shall suffer persecution. The word of the Lord even goes a step farther and says, though, uh, the person that's born of a woman, who, whether you be man or woman, is, f is first of all few, and then those few days are full of trouble. So all of us are somewhat acquainted with trouble, but God has allowed uh, this day to be dedicated to someone or some group, amen, who has allowed the cares of this life to kind of steal some of their, their spiritual thunder, to, to kind of, of water down that, that, that fire that you once had and 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 that was so much a part of who you were and God is saying to somebody on today I'm going to reignite the fire in you glory to God I realize you've been through some stuff and it has sapped the joy hallelujah and it has taken away some of the fervor but I'm here to restore to you Hallelujah. And so this morning I solicit your prayers. I probably it would have been easier to preach uh, some sermon that gives you three points in a poem. Amen. It enables you to spin around, do a wheelie, and end up at McDonald's in about 15 minutes, but that probably won't be the case this morning. I believe that that would be a great disservice to the people that are in this auditorium, the folk that are watching. Glory to God, it would be a disservice to you because I just believe that we're dealing with some situations that are taking place now. We talked about it a little bit in Sunday school, but if you pay attention, get your heads out of the cloud. All the information is not on TikTok. (laughs) 
The enemy has caused TikTok to be a distraction so you can't see what's really going on. And that's why you need a watchman on the wall. Hallelujah. I, don't, I, I watch more than just the TikTok on my phone. I, I want to know what the enemy is really saying. And furthermore, I want to know what he's doing so that I might be able to communicate that to you. And what the enemy is doing right now, glory God, is doing his very best, glory, to get us to the point to where we don't trust God in the same way that we used to. That we don't depend on him first. We have totally aborted, hallelujah, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that says trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't trust in man, don't trust in stuff, don't trust in things, hallelujah, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge me and I will make your path straight. I'll order your steps. You'll go in the right way. And I'm thankful because God is affording me, amen, to preach and teach and lead a group of thinking people. Amen. And that, that's good for me. And sometimes it might not look like it, but, but I'm having a glorious, wonderful time in the Lord being surrounded by people of like-mindedness. Hallelujah. People that want to give God the glory. People that don't mind uh, saying, uh, I'm holy. Uh, I'm sanctified. Uh, I'm full of the Holy Ghost. So that we might discuss biblical truths and levels of spirituality that, 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 that it enables all of us to move to another realm in God. Hallelujah. The, and, and realms and situations and levels that we have never ever known before. Hallelujah. We have dealt too long and stayed too long in the pediatrics of holiness. Hallelujah. God's trying to take us to another level in him. He is saying to the church like he said to John, come up higher and I'll show you stuff. I'll start doing stuff for you. But I need you to come up a little higher. And this text teaches us that many of us that start out with God don't always finish with God. Many of us that start out strong don't finish strong. That some will allow various things in life to distract them and take them away from uh, really following hard the path of Jesus Christ. And to develop certain disciplines and, and, and actually become the kind of ambassadors for Christ that God would have us actually be. And sometimes, glory to God, and, and, and the Lord has allowed all of us to come together. But I just believe, amen, that when you look around, sometimes we are, if we're not careful, even those of us that have good intentions, when we start out, if we don't remain faithful and diligent, if we don't want to know more, if we don't get hungry and thirsty for righteousness, the enemy will come in and steal even that that God has given. 1 John 2, 19 says, and they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, 
they would have no doubt continued with us. And here is the inference, is that those that really have eaten of the flesh of Jesus Christ, those that have drank of the blood of the Lord, hallelujah, one way or another, the Bible says you continue. Not without problems, not without issues, not without sometimes falling and getting up, not without challenges, not without distractions, not without dilemmas, not without failures, not without setbacks. But there is something. Once you've been born of the Father, that's intrinsic. Hallelujah. If you have been born of an eternal God. Hallelujah. And he is an eternal God. And, 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 and if, if you have uh, the, the, the sperm, the spiritual DNA of the Father, uh, glory out, which is eternal, uh, and it is, uh, then you ought to produce an eternal offspring. How can an eternal God, hallelujah, produce a temporary offspring? So one of the prevailing characteristics of being an eternal offspring of Jesus Christ is that you endure. That the more you endure, the more you start acting like him. The more you endure, the more you have the mind that he has because let me just go on record amen I don't mind putting my neck out here for the Lord the God that I serve doesn't have any illegitimate children you are either his legitimately or you're not and so having the very nature of our Father, glory to God, it automatically causes us to have within ourselves, hallelujah, the ability to survive. The ability to stay. The ability to hold on. To the ability, the ability to just keep on hanging in there. My God. And sometimes you'll find us. We may have to cry, but we're not going anywhere. We may have to crawl, but we're not going anywhere. We may struggle. We may not look good to the public. Hallelujah. We may become an embarrassment to you at some point. Hallelujah. But we're not going anywhere. Because my destiny is tied to him and leaving him ceases to be an option because some way somehow or another we could never become what God has enabled us to become apart from him and even though uh, walking with God let me testify even though walking with God sometimes hurts Walking with God can be uncomfortable because God is saying, come up higher. And not all the time do we want to come up higher because sometimes it's just comfortable being right where we are. But God is not in the comfort. 
God is on the move. Hallelujah. And so if you're going to stay with God, you got to move when he says move. Hallelujah. If he says move to the left, you got to move to the left. If he says go to the right, you've got to be willing. You might not like it, but you got to go with him anyway. Because apart from him, uh, you realize that you are nothing. Walking with him challenges us. Walking with God will stretch you. Because our father is always on the move. He's always focused. He's always in control. God is always holy. He has never been anything but holy. Hallelujah. God has the ability uh, to, to, to be void of distractions. Uh, he has no weaknesses. He epitomizes love. He is always patient and kind. He has never had anything overwhelm him. He has never not been able to do whatever he has decided that he would do. He has not ever encountered anything that made him say, mm. Because he alone is God. And the Bible says beside him there is no other. He doesn't have any, there is no other name under heaven given to men whereby men can be saved. Hallelujah. He is Jehovah. He stands alone. Not even head and shoulders above everybody else. He stands leagues above everybody else. And even though it's hard to keep up with the Lord, I still must struggle to follow him and walk with him because everything that I need, everything that you need is wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in him. And one of the great challenges of our day, and, I'm, and I must take a moment to discuss it with you, is religion. You know, because there's a religious spirit in all of us. We all have this sense of needing to worship. If we're not worshiping someone, we'll worship something. There are sinners who sin all week long. Hang out in the clubs every weekend. But some way, somehow still go to church on Sunday because they have the need to worship. They might not necessarily have what you have, but one thing that's in within all of us is the desire to worship. Some of you, if you don't worship God, will meet somebody and start worshiping them. Some of you will give birth to a child and worship the child. Get a job and worship the job. Get a degree, worship the degree. Get a car. Can't get you to come to church because you got to wash the car. Get a house, pray for one. God bless you with it. Now all of a sudden, you got to spend more time with it than you do with the one. I, I'm going to move off you. I'm just, I, I, I'm just meddling a little bit. Amen. 
So it becomes impossible for us to escape worship. You'll always worship something. If you get on drugs, you'll worship getting high. The alcoholic worships the next drink. The gambler is, is, is determined. that he is going to hit the big one. Now he spent up all the rent money, but he says, it's just right around the corner. They are worshiping something, but they are not worshiping the true and the living God. And, and right here, I must make some distinction between uh, true worship and false worship. I'm going to get there. And one of the things that bothers me the most about false worship and teaching, this doesn't have anything to do with you all. This is just my own personal issue that I have. I have an issue because I recognize the nature and the seriousness of the job and responsibility that I have, it bothers me to be around corrupt preachers. And it, this doesn't have anything to do with indiscretions or immorality. That's a part of the nature of it, but that's not the thing that bothers me the most because uh, not any of us sitting here or watching are beyond the ability to miss the mark and fail. And I know that, I, uh, 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 that one way or another, at some point or another, I am not going to do everything that God has me to do, either by, by my, my will, by, by real disobedience, and I'll be honest and testify that there's some things God has asked me to do that I just decided I don't think I want to do that. Ultimately, God had to put me in a full Nelson and make me say, okay. And, 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 and I realized that all of us are made from the same fabric. Okay. And I realized that even as much as we like to proclaim that, uh, that we are saved, we are sanctified. We're full of the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, with a mighty, and that with a mighty burning fire. I know that at some point or another, your flesh is going to kick in at the wrong time. And, 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 and the reason that I know that is because Peter, who was an apostle of Jesus Christ, Jesus told him one day, Peter, I pray for you. I didn't pray that you wouldn't fail. I prayed that your faith would not fail. Because I know your flesh would fail. And right after that, he denied Christ three times. But your faith won't fail. And so, so I don't need any revelation about you. I already know that about you. I know that about me. And I don't know what, I don't know when, I don't know how long, but one of the things I know that is going to happen periodically, you're going to do something, you're going to say something that allows me, that gives me some insight as to whether or not you're a human being. And it's important for 
for, for you to do something like that so that I don't get confused by the anointing that's on your life and start thinking that you are some God or another cause you never make a mistake. So every so many steps I believe that you're going to trip up. You're going to show me that you're human. But my struggle is when corruption becomes paramount to the point that you start using your position to corrupt the church. Now I got a problem. And you start using your position and using your authority to start manipulating other people into doing stuff. When you stop being the, the, the shepherd or the protector and you start being the perp. Now I got a problem. Pray for me. See, what really sickens me about this is because I already know that we have weaknesses and it's wrong for me to try to manipulate a weakness that I see. Okay. And so that com comes against my intelligence. That hinders my ability sometimes to get through to God because I'm trying to think, how does he get away with that and you beat me to a pulp if I just step a little bit out of line and so we, we can all you know I know that all of us are a little crippled somewhere and so we can all hop along together But, but when you get in the way and you start interfering uh, with my determination to get to God, then I have a problem with that. When God gave the Ten Commandments, well, the first one that he says is uh, to guard against false worship. That thou shalt have no other God before me. He says that before thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not bear false witness. He does, thou shalt not do a whole lot of things he says first of all I want you to get your worship right and yet there's a problem when we are religious and God gets ready to take us up the steps of faith and sometimes we become attached to the level of faith that we are okay until it stops us from being flexible enough to go into the deeper realm of faith and so let me kind of use this as an analogy so I can bring everybody back in. Um, it was this dilemma that caused Nicodemus to come to Jesus by night. And it's strange that oftentimes when we talk about Jesus' encounter with Nicodemus, we speak as though Nicodemus was some kind of sinner. And that's not true. You need to know that Nicodemus did not come to Jesus because he was a sinner. He was extremely religious. He was the most committed 
of the Pharisees that you could find in that particular day. He was a devout man. He was honorable and followed as closely as he knew how to with the instructions that he was given. He was as close to God as you could get without the blood atonement sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He was a man of faith. He was surrounded, however, with a, by a group of individuals that thought that Jesus was a fraud. He had supposed, okay, that by being surrounded by a certain group of individuals that he would be all right only to find out that he was surrounded by religious people who had turned their backs on Jesus and actually hated him. They weren't sure why they hated him. Gloria, sometimes folk just hate you because they're not you. They hate you because they want to be like you. And, the, and, and then when you're religious, that's what religious does. Religion has a tendency to hate much better than it has the ability to love. Religion fights wars. Religion kills people. Religion says, I'm better than you. Religion, let me go back a little ways, burns crosses in folks' front yard. Resist change. I'm not going to say what I'm getting ready to say. You can check me after church and say, what was it you're going to say that you refuse to say because you're on camera? The religious potentates of that day hated Jesus. They weren't sure why they hated him. But Nicodemus allowed his curiosity to get the better of him. And so one night, he decided that he would escape the religiosity of those with which he was worshiping. Uh, and I'd like to think that his mind got out. It's sort of like the philosophy of slave owners during the period of slavery in this country. Their philosophy was, or part of the philosophy was, do not allow the slaves to start reading. Because even though your feet might be shackled and your hands might be in chains if you start reading then your mind will get out and the slave owners knew that if the slaves started reading about faraway places that they would want to go to faraway places if they started reading about things that others were doing they would start thinking I can do that too if they started reading about places or things that you could have, then they would start thinking, I can have it too. In other words, they were saying, if my mind gets out, if my mind escapes, I can do anything. And the same is true now, that the enemy wants to keep us ignorant. Check this out. He doesn't mind us coming to church, shouting and dancing, singing Zion songs. He just don't want you to know the ins and outs 
about having a relationship with God and knowing what God has in store for you. If you don't ever read, if you don't ever internalize, hallelujah, that, 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 that the God that we serve has no, takes no pleasure in us being on the bottom. He said you're the head and not the tail. And some way, somehow, hallelujah, we keep telling our own selves there's no way for us to be the head. And as long as you keep telling yourself I can't be, you won't be. But as soon as you get it in your mind that nothing is impossible to them that believe. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and, and let me just say this to somebody. You, you need to be around people that provoke you. For a long time when we was in the trailers, I used to drive every day. I didn't have no choice. I drove every day by word of life. And I said to myself, if you can do that for them, you can do it for me. All the naysayers told me, hallelujah, when I was over there on the west side, don't go nowhere. Nobody will come. And God says, I'm telling you to go out there. I know it doesn't look good. Uh, hallelujah, it's a five-foot hole in the ground. Uh, nobody is going to help you, but I'm your God. And if I speak it and you believe it, I'll do it. I don't know who I'm trying to help here. But stop saying to yourself, I can't do it. The enemy is hoping that we won't read this. He's hoping that we won't get around some folks that study in this. So that we can understand what is rightfully ours. And so let me get back to Nicodemus. He couldn't go to the holiness church by day. Somebody would see him. And so, like back in the day when holiness services held long, and Nicodemus was in that church that only had church by 45 minutes to an hour, his service was over, and it was about the time that the sanctified church was having, they were just getting wound up. And so he slips over there into the holiness. And one of the things I need to say about being around Holy Ghost filled people, uh, if you're not serious, you don't want to be around Holy Ghost filled people. So he slips over there by night to see Jesus and he says to Jesus once he has an opportunity to meet him he says stuff like I perceive that thou art a teacher sent from God because no one can do these miracles that you do except God be with him and what he was really saying is I'm not like all the other folks at my church I perceive that you have been sent from God and he is saying, I, I, I've, been, I, I've been watching you on YouTube. 
and, uh, and my mind's starting to get out. And I'm starting to escape from some of my surroundings and I'm starting to overcome some of my circumstances because the word that you speak, hallelujah, it, it seems like that word is life to me. Now, you would have thought that Jesus would have said something like, man, I am so glad. Wow, finally, God has sent somebody over here who really understands me. I'm so tired of people talking about me. I'm so tired of people defaming my name and my character. I sure could use some support like, like you're giving. Would you please go back and tell the rest of them who I really am? No, Jesus looks at Nicodemus. And according to John 3 and 3, uh, uh, speaks to him and says except you be born again you can't enter it was like Jesus didn't hear anything that Nicodemus said at all and it got my attention because I got impressed by the, by the fact that Jesus wasn't in the flattery He didn't allow himself to be impressed by compliments. He says, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I believe that is what is really paramount. Because in this next exchange, when you go back and read this, it, I believe it's going to be a blessing to somebody. It certainly is a blessing to me. Nicodemus says to Jesus Christ, how can a man, okay, be born again when he's old? He says, can he enter a second time into his mother's womb? And be born again? What are you talking about? How can you, watch this. Let me go over here. How can you go back into what God has delivered you out of? Jesus said that's precisely the point. That some of us will never be able to go back into what God has pulled us out of. I mean, after all, isn't that really what being born again is all about? It means I may look like the same person, but I'm not the same person. And I'll never be able to go back into what I used to do, what I used to be, because... I've been born again. It means that you can thank God for the levels of faith that God is bringing you into because once you have uh, allowed your mind to escape, you can go to the next level in God. You can say, that was then, but this is now. Hallelujah, that's what I used to be, but that's
that's not who I am right now because my Bible says if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, all old things are passed away and all things are become new. You can once God has brought you into another dimension of his glory, you become accountable. You become accountable to where you are. And God is saying once you come into accountability of where you are, you can never go back into where you used to be. You can't even go back once I take you to another level. You can't even go back to the previous level. Look somebody and tell them it's time for you to go higher. I just got a few minutes left and I want to pray. Once God has brought you into a new dimension and you determine you can never go back, one of the things that enables us to avoid even having the mindset to go back is being in good ministry. Because good ministry will always say more. Good ministry will always say go higher. Good ministry will always provoke you, hallelujah, to do more than you're doing right now. Because you have great capacity. And, and, and ministry has to provoke you to the point to where you don't just come and sit. That at some point you feel a need to actually get into the flow. And one of the things I want to say, and certainly has happened to me, Deacon Nelson, one good ministry is habit forming. Once you get into good ministry, you don't want to go to nothing else. I hate to sound carnival, once you've been driving around in a hoopty. And God finally gets you into one of these high-tech electric cars. Maybe that's too far of a leap. You don't want to go back. I, I started to call on some folks that have. And I was just wondering, I'm just going to ask the question, Sister Conway, would you ever go back to Mississippi, the life of Mississippi? See what I'm saying? And I don't have nothing against Mississippi. It's just you have memories of where you were. And you have realities of where you are right now. And the Lord is saying the same thing spiritually. That once you go to a certain level in him, you will never ever want to go back. This thing is so habit forming until when you pray, you never pray about staying the same or going back. You always pray about going higher. Just touch somebody and tell them I can't go back now. Whatever happens just have to happen, but I can't go back. Hallelujah. Whatever I have to go through, I just have to go through it, but I'm not going back. Hallelujah. I've been there and God has delivered me out of it. Hallelujah. And I never want to go back to whatever I got to deal with in the future. I'll just deal with it because I am not going back. 
I'm too old. I'm too old to be fed through an umbilical cord. And so I can't go back. I won't go back. I'm in a place that I have never, ever been before. Is there anybody in here that has been in a place now that you have never, ever been in before? It just speaks to the goodness of God. Hallelujah. And, 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 and one of the things that I've learned, however, especially spiritually, when, when new levels bring new devils. And so I'm dealing with some stuff, some strange stuff that I have never, ever dealt with before, but I still don't want to go back. God has begun a good work in some of you. Uh, hallelujah. He has committed to, to you certain gifts, talents, and abilities, uh, and you're starting to see stuff come up out of you that you never saw before. And so you... You start quoting the scriptures, uh, hallelujah, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I could ask or think according to the that's working in me. And so God, as I close, he has uh, commissioned me to encourage you to serve notice on the devil that come hell or high water, I'm not going back. I have tasted of the heavenly gift. Hallelujah. And I'm not, I'm not going back. I cannot go back. You, you, and, and I'm telling you, you cannot go back. You may feel weak, but you can't go back. There are times when you'll feel lonely, but you got to say to yourself, uh, hallelujah, I cannot go back. Hallelujah, sink or swim, uh, live or die, I cannot go back. I might be tired, but I'm, I'm going to keep on going. Sometimes this gets confusing, but I can't turn back. I may be an embarrassment to my family, but the one thing that I'm not doing, I'm not giving up on God. He that has begun a good work in you shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so it doesn't matter what I have to go through. Yes, I'm going to make some mistakes, but I won't go back. I may never get into the clique. I may never get into the club. Hallelujah. I may not get into your circle. But one thing that I'm not going to do is I'm not going to get out of the will of God. I'm going to say right here. Reject me, overlook me, uh, hallelujah, not recognize my contribution uh, to the ministry. I may not be one of the girls, I may not be one of the fellas, but whatever comes, I'm not going back. God's been too good to me. God's been too good to Tabernacle of Praise Church when... We epitomize when mother and father would forsake you, when brother and sister would forsake you, when other ministries would forsake you, then the Lord, <laughs> then the Lord, <laughs> hallelujah, when everybody else walks out, that's when Jesus walks in. So why would I go back on God? 
as I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly say that God has been good to me. Is there anybody that has that testimony? Hallelujah. I stand here and tell you I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. My soul has been set free like a bird that has escaped the snare of the fowler. I'm free. And I can't go back. Would you just holler across the room at somebody and tell them I can't go back. And I won't go back. Sisters, would you all help me? I think this is an appropriate way to end this. I got my mind made up and I won't turn back because I won't see my Jesus someday. I've got my mind made up and I won't turn back because I won't see my Jesus someday. So this is what I say. Goodbye, world. I stay no longer with you. Goodbye, pleasures of sin. Stay no longer with you. I made up my mind to go God's way the rest of my life. I made up my mind to go God's way. So I got my mind made up and I won't. I've got my mind made up and I won't turn back cause I won't see my Jesus someday hallelujah would you put your hands together we're standing all over the building take it for granted that everybody in here knows the Lord Jesus and one of the things that I am grateful for you may be watching by way of live stream and it would be unfair after all of these accolades with respect to how good God has been to us and the fact that we have the mind of Christ and there's no desire for turning back. You might be here, you might be uh, viewing by way of one of our social media platforms. We want to give you an opportunity to enjoy the same things that we enjoy. Glory to God. And so, without actually putting you on the spot, I'm just going to ask that you would bow your heads with me and repeat this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my ways. Wash me in your blood and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross just for me and that you were buried. And on the third day, God the Father raised you from the dead and right now, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart and I receive you into my heart. 
to be my Lord and personal Savior. And I thank you right now. If you believe that, if you receive that, put your hands together. The word of the Lord says in 1 John, hallelujah. Glory, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Come on, let's praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Got my mind made up and I won't turn back because I won't see my Jesus someday. Goodbye world. Goodbye world. Stay no longer with you. Stay no longer with you. I made up my mind to go God's way rest of my life. I made up my mind. So got my mind. I want you to go home with that in your spirit. Cause I want to see my Jesus someday. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. We're going to be leaving shortly. Would you take your seats for a moment? I want to take this opportunity to open up the doors of Tabernacle of Praise Church. If you're saved, you've been contemplating making Tabernacle of Praise Church your, your home, making us your family. I want to be the first one, amen, to welcome you into the Tabernacle of Praise Church family. If you're here, you're saved, uh, you've deliberated and you've decided to make the nesty plunge, I'm going to ask you to come. Come on, let's praise the Lord. You never know what effect your praise has on others. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I want to make this. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.